Welcome back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We have a special surprise for you all here at the Water Wheel. This is our first ever Christmas special. And is there any better way of ushering in this Christmas season than by hearing Charles Spurgeon preach on the first Christmas carol? Yes, indeed, the first Christmas carol. Now, I'm sure you're wondering just what the first Christmas carol is. But I can confidently say that most of you, if not all of you, have heard this carol. Now, you probably haven't heard it on the radio or from the carolers in your neighborhood, at least not in its original format. Here, let me read it for you before Spurgeon tells us much more. Luke 2.14 Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The angels saying something which men could understand, something which men ought to understand, something which will make men much better if they will understand it. The angels were singing about Jesus who was born in the manger. We must look upon their song as being built upon this foundation. They sang of Christ and the salvation he came into this world to work out. And what they said of the salvation was this. They said first, it gave glory to God. Secondly, that it gave peace to man. And thirdly, that it was a token of God's goodwill towards the human race. First, they said that this salvation gave glory to God. They had been present on many august occasions, and they had joined in many a solemn chorus to the praise of their almighty creator. They were present at the creation the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. They had seen many a planet fashioned between the palms of Jehovah and wheeled by his eternal hands through the infinitude of space. They had sung solemn songs over many a world which the Great One had created. We doubt not, they had often chanted, Blessing and honor and glory and majesty and power and dominion might be unto him that sits on the throne, manifesting himself in the work of creation. I doubt not, too, that their songs had gathered force through ages. As when first created, their first breath was song. So when they saw God create a new world, their song received another note. They rose a little higher in the gamut of adoration. But this time... When they saw God stoop from his throne and become a babe hanging upon a woman's breast, they lifted their notes still higher, and reaching to the uttermost stretch of angelic music, they gained the highest notes of the divine scale of praise, and they sung glory to God in the highest. For higher in goodness they felt God could not go. Thus, they gave their highest praise to him and the highest act of his godhood. If it is true that there is a hierarchy of angels, rising tier upon tier in magnificence and dignity, if as the apostles teaches us that there are angels and principalities and powers and thrones and dominions among these blessed inhabitants of the upper world, I can suppose that when the intelligence was first communicated to these angels who are to be found on the outskirts of the heavenly world, when they looked down from heaven and saw the newborn babe, they sent the news backward to the place from where the miracle first proceeded, singing, Angels, from the realms of glory, wing your downward flight to earth. 
you who sing creation's story, now proclaim the Messiah's birth. Come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn King. And as the message ran from rank to rank, at last the presence angels, those four cherubim that perpetually watch around the throne of God, those wheels with eyes, took up the strain and gathering up the song of all the inferior grades of angels, surmounted the divine pinnacle of harmony with their own solemn chant of adoration, upon which the entire host shouted, The highest angels praise you. Glory to God in the highest. Yes, there is no mortal can ever dream how magnificent that was that song. Then note, if angels shouted before, and when the world was made, their hallelujahs were more full, more strong, more magnificent, if not more hearty, when they saw Jesus Christ born of the Virgin Mary to be man's Redeemer. Glory to God in the highest. What is the instructive lesson to be learned from this first syllable of the angel's song? Why this? That salvation is God's highest glory. He is glorified in every drop of dew that twinkles in the morning of sun. He is magnified in every wood flower that blossoms in the forest, although it lives to blush unseen and wave its sweetness in the air. God is glorified in every bird that warbles on the branch in every limb that skips the meadow. Do not the fishes in the sea praise him? From the tiny minnow to the huge leviathan, do not all creatures that swim the waters bless and praise his name? Do not all created things extol him? Is there anything beneath the sky except man that does not glorify God? Do not the stars exalt him when they write his name upon the azure of heaven in their golden letters? Does not the lightning adore him when it flashes its brightness in the arrows of light piercing the midnight darkness? Do not thunders extol him from the least even to the greatest? But sing, sing, O universe, till you have exhausted yourself. You cannot afford a song as sweet as a song of incarnation. Though creation may be a majestic organ of praise, It cannot reach the compass of the golden canticle, incarnation. There is more in that than in creation, more melody in Jesus in the manger than there is in worlds on worlds rolling their grandeur round the throne of the Most High. Pause, Christian, and consider this a minute. See how every attribute is here magnified. Lo, what wisdom is here! God becomes man, that God may be just, and the justifier of the ungodly. Lo, what power! For where is power as great as when it conceals power? What power that Godhead should unrobe itself and become man? Behold, what love is thus revealed to us when Jesus becomes man? Behold, what faithfulness! How many promises are this day kept? How many solemn obligations are this hour discharged? Tell me one attribute of God that is not manifest in Jesus, and your ignorance shall be the reason why you have not seen it so. The whole of God is glorified in Christ, and though some part of the name of God is written in the universe, it is best read here, in Him who was the Son of Man, and yet the Son of God. 
What truth there is in but a third of this carol. Yes, this is the first and the greatest of Christmas carols, for these words of praise sprang forth from the great angelic hosts of heaven. During this Christmas time, and truly in every day of our lives, may we join in with the heavenly throng in worship to our God. Let us indeed give glory to God for His wondrous grace and salvation. Let us remember the good works He has done in this past year, and to look ahead with great expectation for how He will continue to accomplish His will in the coming year. That truly we would say with the angels, Glory to God in the highest. That's all from us at Recharge Radio. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a great day.